I am a big fan of stories and I'm a big fan of writing. I really enjoy writing and I think stories are very powerful. And um, I think out of the vast majority of stories that are there, um, it's, it's like, what do you want to use your stories for? So if you would see the stories that I have curated so far in the People Know It platform, these stories are stories that are meant to challenge a certain aspect of workplace. Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Uh, Delighted to be joined today by lawyer and problem solving enthusiast and creator of the People Novate platform. Uh, So welcome to the show, Sanya Sharma. Welcome. Thank you, Paul. It is my pleasure to be here. Oh, the the pleasure's all mine, believe me. Really appreciate you coming on board and love to hear about the story. Love to want to hear about peoplenovate.com and what you're doing there and some of the great work. But before we do, um, I'd love to hear a bit more about your background in terms of what's got you to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I'd be delighted to tell you uh, my story uh, as to who I am and um, what am I doing. So um, as you have said, I'm a lawyer, but I would say very much my life so far has been like the project child of a family in India um, who decided to become a lawyer uh, because of uh, many reasons. One amongst them was of course doing good in the world. Uh, And once you embark on that path of uh, becoming the project child, the model child, and you reach your land of dreams and you start working in, uh, there comes a point when you start becoming a bit more self-aware and um, start questioning things around you in terms of um, what am I doing, why am I doing it, and uh, what has led me today to where I am, uh, what has helped me in my journey, uh, where am I going. So I reached one of those points, especially during COVID, which put a lot of things in perspective for me. And I think... Um, Being a lawyer is not easy. It's a very high pressure job. uh, And the journey of becoming a lawyer has also not been very easy. So at workplace, when you start coming face to face with work and all the stress and the anxiety that it brings with it, you then start thinking, okay, like, do I have the right strategies in place to uh, really perform to the best of my capability or do what I'm doing to the best of my capability? And what do I need more to perform uh, better in a way that is sustainable and doesn't cause me that much stress, anxiety. And that really prompted me into what I would say doing a lot of journaling and uh, flash notes. So this flash noting made me write a lot of flashes in my uh, diary as to what was working for me, what was uh, causing stress. It was a very good process of discovery. And what I realized was that Throughout my journey, the one thing that had really helped me was nurture in whatever form it came, but mostly by connection with people, um, relationships with people. Um, and that some way became the uh, basic idea behind the People Know It platform, which is about celebrating being human. Um, and because we're talking about people innovation, it's what celebrating being human at workplace that is seeing yourself 
and people around you first as humans, um, celebrating them for who they are before you start seeing them as their job. So it's it's very much like connecting emotions and logic and using that connection to discover the best in yourself and the best in other people and infusing that principle of nurture to help each other perform better, how you can build yourself up and in the process build other people up. So that became very much the genesis of the idea of peoplenovate.com. And the way that I started doing it, it's 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 a recent platform. It's just been like um, about like less than two months old. Uh, it's through storytelling and a lot of blogging at the moment. So and I've picked up a lot of themes that I felt need to be talked about at workplace. For instance, you really need to be so perfect all the time. Like, do I really need to always act like a Stanford duck? Or is it okay for me to come to workplace one day and say, hey, I don't have it all together. Like, I really need you to talk me through this. And should we normalize that? So what are the kind of things we need to start normalizing, uh, talking about? And what are the kind of things we need to start calling out on? Um, what is perfection and what are these standards? So it was very much um, those themes that people know it tries to talk about. And the reason I'm doing it through storytelling and blogging at the moment is because bloggers is for knowledgeable people. It was very much like, I want to read facts. Stories are for people like me who learn the hardest lessons and the most strongest lessons by reading stories. Uh, the purpose being that when you read something as a story, it resonates more with um, validates you, your thinking, makes you feel normal about yourself. Like, okay, it's fine. I'm thinking like that. It's totally fine. There's a story which validates my thinking. Um, and that makes me understand this person better or I understand this dynamic better. Okay, now I get the hang of it. So that's what the project is experimenting with at the very initial stages. But of course, uh, the dreams are big and the plan is more elaborate. So, but we'll get to it as one, one, the features keep uh, unfolding. Brilliant. Um, and so, I mean, lots to to unpack there. And I'd, let's we'll dive into the people innovate piece in just a second in, in a bit more detail. But in terms of, um, I guess your your background and and, and that drive there. So, um, what was uh, what was it about being a lawyer? You know, was that your passion? Were you um, you you've, you've mentioned before that you know the sort of family pressure in some ways to to go into certain areas. Was law always something that you wanted to get into? And, and what sort of law did you get into in the end? No, I don't think there was family pressure. I think my family, in, in, in the sense, there was no pressure to become a lawyer, but there was always, I felt like this expectation that you had to uh, be great um, or like be perfect, I would say. And I think many people face that. Like for me, I think it stemmed more from the fact that, you know, being the eldest child of the family, I had to set like a good example for my uh, sisters and for um, my parents in general. I think when parents have their eldest child, they want to make that child the best project that they have uh, because they're like, everything about this child must be perfect, absolutely. Uh, the reason I took up law was because I felt that it. I was initially split between the medical profession and the pro professional artist. And I felt that law kind of combined both of that to a very large degree, like it's noble in its way, we're solving problems, right? But it also has got a storytelling element to it uh, in the sense that at the end of the day, you are dealing with people and the stories. Um, and I very much started out with the objective of getting into uh, corporate law, not like the story element, but I think also you feel like there's a certain uh, 
charm attached to being at that elite place uh, or at least that's how you understand the market right and i hadn't seen suits or anything to be honest like <laughs> it wasn't anything like that it was just the case that it seems like a the right thing to do at that point when i came to london and i started lawyering uh, i must say that the practice of law is very interesting law in itself is super interesting what started um, making me conscious of the practice was um, the points that come up which your attention away from the practice in itself and those are points which has the emotions that were arising in me whilst i was doing the practice like uh, the constant stress the fear and uh, with the fear of oh my god the high stakes uh, anxiety the 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 fear of there was of course a fear of perfection with my family but of course there's another fear of perfection when you are doing that high stakes kind of work because you're held to such high standards that when you are working uh am i messing this up or like what am i doing what are the standards how is everyone getting it all together uh, because you are not very aware of what happens in the background because that's not a conversation that you are privy to the more in my break what i've understood is that everybody is working super hard everybody has tough days everybody it's 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 game of like blood sweat and tears but those blood sweat and tears are not discussed in public so when you are facing a tough spot or when you are facing um a challenge you can very much feel that oh is it just me or uh, what's happening here or what am i doing here uh, what's happening and somehow that got to me being like okay uh, then it needs this needs to be normalized a bit more talking as to what the profession is because it doesn't have to be that stressful uh, i'm sure there's like better ways of handling the stress that you're doing of course there was that and the second of course was trying to find a bit more purpose in what i was doing um i think there was a lot of purpose in you trying to become something so the process of becoming a lawyer was very purposeful but when you start lawyering in itself i think i am at least somebody who's very purpose oriented so i was struggling to find the connection to my bigger purpose um like a sense and meaning in what i was doing so i went and read a lot of things a lot of articles as to like why i was feeling this way and then you come up with, with, with like this whole literature that different things motivate different people um and that's when i was like yeah so it's a unique thing about me and it's something to be really proud of like okay this is who i am and this is what motivates me and because this is not discussed that openly you start thinking okay like am i different but once you understand what triggers you the next step is to start finding ways to realize that purpose through the work that you do so i yeah. guess a lawyer who recognizes that oh i'm very purpose driven and it really matters to me how my work ties to the bigger purpose i achieve the best way to help that kind of lawyer perform would be to tell them this is the bigger mission that we are achieving through the work that we are doing see how what you are doing ties to this mission um and then the lawyer suddenly like oh i get it now that this is what i'm doing that's how it's tied up and that's enough for me to start motivating So knowing that about myself acknowledging that and celebrating that fact about myself has transformed my mindset because now whatever i do i try and connect it to my broader purpose and that really changes the way i view things which is so different yeah and um, what would you say your broader purpose is 
It's a very, very tricky question. I think the question of purpose evolves, but I can tell you what I have really um, found out that I truly, really liked to, and that's um, in any way possible, build people up. Um, I would like to become, I think, a mentor of sorts, or like each time I had really enjoyed the profession was when I could use my skills to genuinely build someone's confidence up or to genuinely help them become better at their skills. Very recently, I was also uh, ju judging the moot rounds at the university um, and I was speaking to the participant and the best part was giving the feedback and helping them build their performance and confidence, telling them, you know what, you're really great there and all you need to do is this and then you will see great your performance build up and the smile it brings to somebody's face when you tell them that, that, oh my God, I'm so good and all I need to do is this and I'll be like there. I think that just brings me a lot of joy. Um, and my chosen medium, I think, is writing, which is why I think storytelling is very, very important for me, uh, because I want people to read the stories first and go back thinking, okay, wow, I feel very validated. In some way, this has built me up and it has made me feel more confident about myself. It has made me feel more okay with being who I am, uh, which I think is very important at workplace because one thing I've noticed about workplace is at the end of the day, we do have like a certain expected everything. You can imagine different workplaces as mini societies and all these workplaces have like their own mini expectations. And if you are not, if you don't have that grounding before you go into a workplace, who am I and what is unique about me? Sometimes you can feel that that um, sense gets lost in trying to conform to an expectation. And I had this conversation with a great uh, mentor person at work once and she said really great thing that has stuck to me always you've only got to see yourself as meeting the basics requirements of a job that's the only thing that you need to hold yourself to everything around that is an expression of your authenticity and creativity that that nobody can take from you and that I think has been one of the most powerful things anybody has ever said to me. She's a fantastic lady in the space and I have like tremendous respect for her. And I think the fact that she said that made me understand what authenticity at work really means, where I need to be expressing it and what, uh, where, where the, the boundaries are drawn, which I think sometimes you're not, you're not told these things, right? And you've got to figure themselves out. Um, but once you figure that out, it really helps you embrace yourself and um, you, uh, embrace unique personality and set yourself up for performing in the way that suits you the best. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, just the ability to express yourself in that way releases so much more in terms of your potential to, uh, to actually perform in those areas, isn't it? Yes, of course. And I think that is super important. Um, and it's good that you brought out potential because that was the other thing I felt that what's what's really key in in utilizing our potential. Of course, there is effort and there is consistency and there's discipline, et cetera, et cetera. But you really need to, at the end of the day, be okay expressing yourself for who you are. And um, like... If, if you're not, if you don't embrace the podcaster in you, if you don't embrace the questioner in you, if you don't embrace the problem solver in you, or if you don't em embrace the challenger in you, you would never be able to set yourself on the path that's truly meant for you. And just to embrace that for some people can require breaking away from a lot of um, stigma stereotypes in itself. 
Like, like for me, the step to take a career break in itself was very powerful uh, because there is still some sort of stigma attached to career breaks. Uh, because when I was taking a career break, some people did question like, oh, isn't it too early in your career to take a career break? But for me, the logic is um, there's nothing that's too early. Like if, 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 you, if somebody sprains an ankle, you would advise them to rest, right? Like similarly, your hopes, aspirations, dreams, they're the same thing. Um, and same for your health. Like whatever makes you feel that it's time for me to pause and reflect and do something that I'm really passionate about or take some time out for is a good enough reason to step out in the unknown and explore it. Um, and hopefully that is one of the key things to realize your potential. Mm. Yeah, and I guess there's there's two main outcomes of that as well, isn't there? One, you realize maybe that thing you were doing wasn't for you. And that's the opportunity, you know, for everyone's good, you are now stepping away and doing something different. Um, or with a lot of people, it reignites the passion in what they're doing, doesn't it? Just the ability to step back. You hear a lot in sports, in a lot of things where people have been out from injuries or out out for whatever reason, and they go, I can't, I can't wait to get back in the game, whatever that game is for you. So it, it can spark that um, and reignite that passion in you, or it can actually help you realise that this isn't a passion and maybe I'm not going to be able to give my all. So it's best yeah. for everyone to step back. Yeah, totally. I think so. Um, and I think that's the thing. There's a lot of pressure or this, this, there's an element of like spiritual wisdom, I would say here as well, which I've tried to merge with corporate wisdom is that uh, sometimes there's a pressure that, you know, go and like achieve it, race, 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 and like achieve it now and do it later on the assumption that a later date is going to come, that I'm still going to be there or like still going to be alive 20 years later to do what I'm feeling very passionate to do now. And I think COVID somehow really made me at least question that, that nothing is for granted. I can't take my body for granted. I can't take my mental well-being for granted. I can't take the people around me for granted. I can't take the opportunities around me for granted. And once you realize that you can't take things for granted, you start becoming a bit more uh, amenable to taking risks. Like I, I couldn't have imagined myself doing this. Uh, five years, three years back, but I have done it now because I've learned that you can't take anything for granted. Um, and the other thing is, for me, it has been very transformational as to what I have done because it has given me an identity outside a lawyer and outside a job. And for me, that was so important. I felt like I always had this desire to write, like I've always been a writer, I've always written. Um, in COVID, I self-published a short story online as well. Uh, I've always had that bug in me. And to have an identity outside your work is very much having a voice outside your work. And I describe it very much as my journey from, you would say, like pride to dignity. It's like there is a certain thing you have, your job and everything, of course, is like dear to you, etc., but it's very much something that you keep changing, right? Like in your lives, you keep doing different things. And at the end of the day, it's still external to you. It's not something that's going to stay forever in your life. You're going to retire one day, you leave something. But my writing is within me. It stays with me. It's something that goes with me. It's come with me and it's gone with me. Get up every day and get involved in a process or something that's so inherent to you is, is just so empowering because nobody can take that from you, right? And it never goes away. And it's something that's purely yours. And that's given me so much, um, I would say it's just a distinct identity. And as you said, like passion, it might 
help you becoming more grounded in what you are doing being yes this is what i'm doing but i have a very safe space where i go to feel alive every day and come back and give my best to what i'm doing um and similarly balance my passion with the rationality i develop in the other side so yeah it's it's a, it's a great thing to do to cultivate something you are passionate about and like do it on the side just because of the intrinsic value in it oh wonderful and uh so can you tell us a little bit more about people innovate in terms of who it helps how it helps them and i love what i love about it and i've had a look at the uh, the peoplenovate.com website and it's the the format of storytelling that you've uh, you've picked there it's it's slightly different to a lot of how uh, other things are presented in terms of either a blog or or photos videos and things there's this distinct thing about storytelling and how it helps people isn't there Yes, I think so. Like as I said, like I am a big fan of stories and I'm a big fan of writing. I really enjoy writing and I think stories are very powerful. And um I think out of the vast majority of stories that are there, um it's it's like what do you want to use your stories for? So if you see the stories that I have curated so far in the People Know It platform, these stories are stories that are meant to challenge a certain aspect of workplace, whether that be how we uh, whether it's okay being vulnerable in office whether uh, what what is it about uh, so why are certain people critical why are certain people why do they demonstrate a kind of different attachment style everything is geared towards helping us understand ourselves better understand the people around us better and understand this thing called life at workplace better uh so that everybody who reads that goes back feeling either empowered or understands a bit more about what how to ground themselves and make themselves a bit more people centric in their uh dealings at workplace because i think sometimes it's we are in business and we are there for profit most of the people like for profit but at the end of the day people are the core of what drives anything right and for me i think it's very important that everything starts from the people and if you've got to start from the people all policies whether it be like organizational development or any sort it first starts by understanding who is the person next to me right what is their story what are they like and how can i become emotionally intelligent enough to make sure that we work in a way that's conducive for them uh it's about creating that emotionally intelligent space where you can come together to create a workplace experience that's nurturing and that's pushing everybody towards realizing their maximum potential in whatever that might be and giving them an experience where they can really express themselves uh without feeling judged so i think you embrace acceptance of people for who they are um and giving them that safe platform create that awareness is uh, how these stories started so that's the aim so i guess in terms of who it helps i would my aim was i wanted uh, young people to read it and go back feeling validated and a bit more confident in their own voice uh, and develop that own voice within themselves i wanted senior leadership to read it and maybe understand that okay i understand that junior person better or i understand my senior colleague better or i understand my own challenges better as to why i am acting in this way um uh, and somehow in those stories i try and put uh or i try and get curate links or hints as to what the solution might be to the problem that is picked up uh somewhere in there lies a solution 
um and i hope that is something that gets picked up and um genuinely helps people uh develop a better understanding of how to deal with certain challenges which we may not be comfortable talking about but we're all happy reading about and implementing it so. yeah oh wonderful and and the you mentioned curation there it's it's the idea of this platform that it curates a lot of different story content is it, it is it to uh, be a platform for your own content alone how, how do you see it moving forward yeah so i would very much like the uh, the idea currently is to make it a place where more people can talk about their stories uh, to give people a voice in the way they understand it so bring certain stories out but with the purpose that the stories have built other people up so pick up a theme and talk about how that theme can be solved or how that challenge can be navigated um and it's it it seems like a very brilliant way of navigating a common issue right so that's the next aim for growth uh, in terms of many aims that i have for the platform is to develop it into a a community forum where more people can bring it can serve as an aggregation of bunch of stories from different viewpoints uh because um i can only speak so much uh, but it benefits when lots of people speak from their own experiences to build a collective that informs um and is representative of every every person so that's very much the aim oh lovely um and if we if we flip this uh, around a little bit in terms of how do you get help with your performance you know who helps you and where do you go to make sure that you're at the top of your game yes so i think in the long in my and i'll give you this with reference to like my uh, journey throughout like from university to uh, uh, my work experience it started with of course having like a great mother who was always there to position you and like set the right goals for you and point you in the right direction which i immensely benefited from having a strong mother figure and that got supplemented by having great peers always uh, teachers and peers and here i think it's very important because i talk about this when i come to the workplace peers who came around and like motivated you and gave you strategies saw where you are great at saw what's holding you back and gave you the support that you needed to uh, up your game and that has happened to me multiple times at university with like subjects or um preparing for various moot court competitions international competitions etc when I, when i similarly when i came to workplace during my training contract or um when i was working as an associate what really always 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 helped me was a when i'm clear on my goals which comes from within but having really good mentorship from people like my the best of my experiences have been people when i was mentored really well when i was told that okay this is this is where you are and this is what you're doing great and now this is where you need to go and those experiences were what really helped me up my game um, and the areas and the the only times where i've always felt like okay this this day was off was when i genuinely wasn't able to strike a relationship with um the people i was working with and i couldn't connect with and that also got me thinking like what makes you connect with somebody and what makes you not connect with somebody like what is it like because it's a huge problem at workplace like a lot of people some people say that oh we have had these great connections at workplace and some people haven't had it and each time i felt you connect a lot when you take the risk of being vulnerable in some sorts like when you open up about something which is why i think that this whole thing of perfection and being like the stanford dub doesn't help because you never give that space to open up and really understand who you are and who your colleagues are 
and you're not really able to like give them the kind of nudge they need to see within themselves or where they need to go. And I think that's really crucial because whatever, whenever I have felt completely transformed at workplace or like my skills have developed, it has mostly been by a relationship as a mentor to somebody who's senior to me or by a connection to a peer has a bunch of skills that uh, I still need to be working on. And I think peer mentoring is great. Uh, mentored by somebody who is maybe like two to three steps ahead of your game. And that's great because when you are being mentored by someone who's 10 steps ahead of your game, it's great to set goals. But then that great accountability comes from somebody who's two to three steps ahead because you're not intimidated, intimidated by them. You can strike a very friendly bond with them. Um, and that's good enough for you to still keep you motivated, right? Um, fantastic. Which is why I think a good model in all workplaces shouldn't just be focused on one person doing all the work. It's not possible. It's too much pressure on one person and everybody has their own thing to do. The more we start mentoring each other, uh, the better chances we have of really performing well because what we do in that process is create a really good supportive community. Uh, and that's so helpful knowing that my... I can rely on this fear to ace that skill. I can rely on that fear to ace that skill. Um, that I found super helpful. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I, I yeah, definitely echo that element of, you know, certainly people who are just one or two steps ahead, it can help the, the goal setting people who've achieved everything you want to achieve and have moved very far ahead of you is wonderful for a, a motivational uh, goal setting um, side of things but actually that peer mentoring or somebody who's only one or two steps on the ladder they're the ones who've lived very recently they've lived that experience of what it actually takes to move up to those couple of steps isn't it so it's a, it brings a sense of reality to what an achievability to what's going on exactly and they are the most familiar with the challenges you face because at least i feel that now that i'm uh what like five years out of university and when I speak to some, and I studied law for five years, um, grueling, it was like absolutely grueling in India, it's super competitive and studying for those like medals and stuff was always like really, really taxing. So sometimes I feel that I do lose touch with what people struggle with when they are going through that process because I'm so far ahead in my career now um, or in my life now, I've sometimes forgotten like what it was like being that student. Uh, but I'm sure it must, it was very, it was it was stressful for me there. Of course, ten years down the line, benefit of hindsight, you're like, oh, why are you stressing about this? Is so easy. Why can you get that? Uh, but that's not there when you are just like two steps ahead because you're like, I have lived through. I know what you're talking. I validate you. Do this, and that is sometimes that is what you need, and that you can't get from a mentor who's ten steps ahead of you. Hmm. Yeah. great stuff. <laughs> and let's uh, ask a couple of different questions now in terms of. If you could help any individual group or organization with the skill set that you've got, uh, maybe with the platform that you've got, who would you want that to be? Yes, yeah, so I was thinking about this and I think I would really like to help um, people who are in the early stage careers, uh, who are just setting foot into corporate world uh, or are like one or two years into the corporate world. I would really like to start helping them, uh, especially women. And I would like to help them with uh, giving them a primer as to what is it like to be in the corporate space and what is it like to navigate the corporate space. Because I was lucky when I uh, entered that there were some amazing people who helped me. 
but there were also number of lessons I learned the hard way, like for everybody is the case. Some lessons come easy, some lessons come the hard way. And I think it's really important to pass those lessons on to young people uh, while they are when they enter so that they feel better equipped and prepared. Like one thing I've realized is that it's all a game of you have to be really confident in what you're presenting. And sometimes that confidence comes from experience, but also from being really equipped to handle the space that you are being asked to navigate. And that requires quality guidance and quality um, advice. So I think I would really like to help that demographic, particularly women and women coming from diverse backgrounds, uh, whatever that diversity is from, for them, like they could be neurotypical, they could be coming from, uh, they, could, they could be a gender element, they could be a sexual diversity element, whatever that is, but somehow who feel that there is a differentiating factor um, and equipping them with the right knowledge so that they feel confident in traversing the space. So I think that would be something I'm really, really... Yeah, nice. And uh, if we were to flip that on its head then and say, if you were to sit down and have a coffee, have a, a drink or a meal with somebody in order to learn from them, uh, who would you want that to be? Well, I would... So I'm very much somebody who likes to have a board of advisors. Uh, <laughs> I really like to consult with many people because, I, as I said, like... I really think everybody has something to teach. Uh, so if I had to curate my dream board, who I would love to have coffee with and learn all the life lessons, it would include um, number one, um, Taylor Swift right. from the music industry, because I think I really applaud her for the way she has reinvented her over and over again and uh, has set such a powerful example of what success looks like in the business industry and her work, which... I think is a learning lesson for many people in terms of the vulnerability that she brings in her work as an artist. So I think her growth as an artist, especially from like country to pop has been very interesting. Next, of course, would be someone from the sports world. And I would pick um, an Indian uh, sports person. Her name is Mary Combe. And she has a very interesting journey. And her journey is like fantastic. She's a boxer. Right. Uh, and she's achieved great things for the country. Uh, again, like the way she set on her mission and what motivated her. And sometimes you learn a lot of resilience and from athletes. So I think that's what I would love to learn from her, her resilience and her discipline. I would also like, if I wish, but since everything is possible in this world, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Maya Angelou, uh, because I love her work and I love the mission she had. And I think her work very much and her mission is very much something that builds so many people up in her life. Um, so that would be one person. And the other person, of course, Oprah Winfrey, who yeah. has a great example of um, that there is no barriers when it comes to achieving what you set your mind to achieve. Yeah. And she has built so many people up through her work and um, she does fantastic work and her, she's very people-oriented, very people-centered. So, uh, yeah, these are amazing women who I'm sure will have so much to offer in terms of what it takes to follow your passion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just uh, sitting down and, and listening to the questions that each one of those would ask of the other would be an interesting piece in its own right, exactly. wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. it would be great. So that's the thing, right? I learn from them and then I learn from their discussions with them. So it's yeah. really the best knowledge building session ever. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the value. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant tactic. Uh, yeah, a few, a few of my guests have used that tactic of the, the sort of dream uh, dream dinner party or or a group of people. Uh, and it's yeah, it's amazing how much you can learn from one individual. But if you can learn from a group of individuals and how they interact, that'd be a, a superb piece as well. 
Um, so how do people find out more and how do they find out more about People Innovate and uh, where do they go to, to connect with you? Well, come to the website, peoplenovate.com, uh, check it out. And of course, let me know what you, uh, what emotions it sparks and what it makes you think and what you would like to read more there because it's a platform for the people. It's meant to support the people um, and you know the mission. So I would love to curate it. Of course, I have my own vision for the platform, how I want to develop it. But if I can build something up based on what you would like to see, that would be an utmost privilege for me to do so. And I would be open to do that. I take feedback on board. So yes, do that. And if you'd like to connect with me personally, then connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'd be very happy to chat you through as to what I have um, in mind for the platform and how we can collaborate. So, and you could be anybody, you could be um, a junior, you could be a mid-level, or you could be an organization leadership position. I'm more than happy to talk to you and how we can together bring more nurture into workspace. Oh, wonderful. And as always, those uh, links will be in the show notes so that everybody can have access to them. Um, massive thanks for, for sharing your story today, Tanya, and uh, really looking forward to see where People Innovate can go and uh, read some of the stories that are on there. The, uh, the ones that I have uh, dabbled into so far have been truly inspirational. So keep up the great work and, uh, and thanks for coming on. No, thank you so much. And thank you for having a platform like this, which I think is serving such a great purpose of bringing like-minded people and talking about an issue which uh, many people are passionate about and is so important. And I think um, I was very inspired uh, reading about your podcast. And I can only congratulate you for taking the time out because having set out on this journey of creating i know how time consuming it is and you can't do it unless you have a real passion for it yeah. so um kudos to you for doing it and i love the good work and yeah you have like i'm your cheerleader so yeah cheerleader <laughs> on, so. <laughs> well thank you so much and uh, uh hopefully we'll see you and your success again in the future yeah let's see which direction it takes um but yeah i'll be cheering you on all right thank you thank bye you. now bye thanks for listening to today's episode if you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review, and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.